Hello, everybody. This is Kirsten Burke, joined by Shaheen Peruz, and we are uh, doing this tech talk in a different way, uh, just like a lot of you are probably um, standing up business and, and trying to do things in a different way as well with all of what we've got going on with COVID-19 right now. Uh, we wanted to continue our series. Um, we feel the topics that we're talking about and uh, what customers are sharing with us is important enough. We did not want to disrupt the flow of this. So here we are and welcome. Hi everyone. What I thought we'd start out with, as I mentioned, um, as our clients are out there kind of moving people and moving workloads and uh, both doing everything they can to protect their staff as well as maintain business operations, um, they're bumping into different challenges. And um, we've been getting emails and phone calls and scrambling to help get folks set up. And so what we thought we'd do is just walk through a couple of the key things that we're seeing. And um, the first one is just the challenge um, of unexpectedly having to make sure um, your data and your workloads, that everything is in the right place and set up in the right way to facilitate um, the workforce right away going mobile. So Shaheen, um, I'm going to lead it off there and you know tell us what you've been hearing and seeing and advising. Yeah, we've um, it, we've got a mix of things. So there's there's companies who have um, still a lot of tradition traditional legacy infrastructure that's running inside their four walls, if you will, inside their data centers. And uh, while they had built remote access capabilities for employees, they had really only ever planned for 10 to 25 percent of their workforce. To be remote at any given time. Now, with a scenario like this, which is unprecedented, um, and 100% of the workforce is remote, uh, it's a tax and a burden on that remote infrastructure, remote access infrastructure. And so, some of the scrambles we've been doing is helping people to upgrade their edge firewalls and VPN solutions and give them uh, remote access capabilities to get back to that legacy infrastructure. Um, some uh, some companies have gone the other end, which is they've fully embraced um, everything they can cloud as a service functionalities, and so there is a minimal set of people in, and it really ends up being the people who need access back to the local infrastructure, like financial systems and things like that, or those that need the remote access uh, capabilities. So it's a mix of things. Um, we've um, We've had a couple scenarios where um, it's, again, because of this unprecedented time, we've had customers that um, are new SOC customers of ours, and they're in onboarding. And uh, in their industry, they've been asked to help uh, with helping uh, to uh, manufacture products for the front lines or provide services for those manufacturing products for the front lines. And uh, they've wanted to, as a result of being asked to do those things, they want to make sure that the security services that they've acquired from us in our SOC as a service offering are accelerated. So we've ramped implementation for those folks. Um, so it's been it's been an interesting time, and it's been a challenge. Even even within our own workforce, we uh, we struggled to keep everybody engaged and happy and lines of communication going. And systems like this one here, where we're streaming to you live have been critical in helping us to uh, maintain that communication. We're doing goofy things like uh, every Friday right now, we have a scheduled virtual happy hour where after work hours, everybody grabs a drink and we all get on a multi-video chat session and uh, and just talk about the week and see how things are going. 
we're yeah. still maintaining company all hands and so on and so forth. Kirsten, you were going to say something? Uh, well, I was going to say, I even heard something about a dog parade today. Oh, we do have a dog parade today. <laughs> That's true. So, so, so you know, to summarize, yeah, to summarize kind of the whole workloads and accessing workloads and things like that, any, like, just a, a tip or something, if, you know, as people are doing this, um, anything that you would suggest either make sure you do or to make sure you look for um, as we close out kind of this first topic? So um, I think it's in the second topic we're going to talk about, which is the the rampant rise in people taking advantage of this situation, which is awful. Um, and again, the unprecedented act of us having to move our entire workforce remotely um, has created a couple of things that accelerate um, what we think of as historic affecting I've added to my trifecta. So it's, um, I don't know if it's a fourfecta now or what we call it, but, uh, but, but fundamentally, I think we'll talk a little we'll bit more. About the term. We'll come up with a term. It's, uh, but it's, I'm kind of liking fourfecta now. <laughs> um, but uh, really in terms of an, uh, it's, it's, this is a little late in terms of what to do to prepare for this. Uh, but really what we're finding is people who ran into walls with, they didn't have enough licenses for the number of people who were going to connect via their VPN. Um, their VPN systems were not um, uh, robust enough to be able to support the load that, you know, hundreds of people connecting simultaneously would would uh, implement or create on that system. Mm -hmm. And the what I would say is to make your business more resilient, taking advantage of, there's still, we have a hand, I say a handful. We have a fair amount of customers that still have Exchange on site, mm. and this this opportunity um, or this experience is really showing folks that if uh, if you had Exchange in the cloud, if you were using Office three sixty five, um, it's almost a no brainer for people to continue doing business as they did. Uh, we, for example, like many companies, we use Microsoft's uh, Dynamic CRM platform. Many use Salesforce, but along with our hosted messaging platform and hosted uh, email platform, our sales team has had no impact in terms of how they are able to interact with customers to track the activities they need to do. Um, there's very few systems that we have that are legacy, if you will, and have required VPN. So we've had a fraction of our people have to connect via VPN. Almost sounds like you're in the digital resilience business. We're kind of in that space, yeah. It's it, it's uh, it's one of those things where you know I I, I stopped myself. I was going to say something, and Kirsten used to always smack me in the back of the head when I said it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna translate it to her translation. She wants me to use. We drink our own champagne. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and here's the beer fridge to show it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so you started talking about. Um, what's going on with our cyber adversaries out there and uh, just in a timely way i saw an article this morning that said um that phishing um phishing attempts around covid19 have gone up 667 percent since february uh, which is which is crazy and and in fact the gentleman in the article just said what surprised me is what surprises me most is how low the bad guys are going. And so when you think about that, when we think about our systems, our tools, our users, um, what can we do? 
So that this that's the uh, hint I dropped earlier. This is the fourth in the fourfecta. <laughs> um, I'll I'll talk about the trifecta first, which is it, it is relevant now as much as it has ever been, um, but even more so um, because of the fact that everybody's not inside the castle walls, if you will. Um, traditionally, you know, we talked about this a lot of times. We talked about it in a previous um, tech talk that we used to think of the layers of defense as a castle where there was a wall, we put a moat around the wall, we put a drawbridge so people couldn't get across, could get across the moat if they needed to, holes in the firewall, if you will. But that concept of a castle was really around a fiefdom and that fiefdom was our corporate offices mm -hmm. and our corporate walls and data centers. Um, but the edge that would be considered a castle has been pushed out into the ether meaning that there is no edge anymore. The edge is the mobile device, wherever the user is. It could be historically, it could be in the field, it could be in Starbucks, it could be in coffee shops. Today, it's in their home offices. And as we discussed, there's not enough VPN capability in most companies' environments to do 100% VPN support. So the trifecta that we put forward for our customers from a security perspective is you have to have DNS security which means you have to be able to, um, uh, no matter where your users are, whether they're at home or in a coffee shop or a customer site or in your corporate offices, you have to be able to monitor the DNS traffic and then filter out known bad sites that they're going to. So if they click on a phishing email, like the ones that are coming out, they're getting stopped at the, at the DNS layer before they ever hit a site that is going to download malware and cause problems. You have to implement endpoint security, a, a solid uh, next generation endpoint uh, service, um, our traditional antivirus solution, so behavioral based, so that if they happen to get past, if it's a new site that isn't in DNS protection and it happens to get past it, that the uh, endpoint solution, the endpoint protection solution is able to stop it and block it based on malicious activity, based on the um, uh, attack matrix from MITRE in terms of something looks like it's malicious and it's acting like a, a bad actor. And then the third piece of the trifecta was our security operation centers, not any security operation center, because not all of them do all the things that we do in ours. Um, that was that was the uh, unbiased plug. <laughs> and uh, the uh, um, but uh, the reason for our security operation center is that that was the uh, catch-all that if those two layers of protection, uh, in addition to all of your security controls, so firewalls, antivirus, everything else that you have, if those two additional layers of protection didn't stop the uh, malicious software from getting in your environment, then we would be able to see malicious activity with our advanced threat analysis on your network. So network threat analysis, user behavior and entity behavior analysis, um, the log monitoring and filtering through our SIM platform. The uh, We do uh, pen testing inside your environment to make sure that your controls are working the way you suppose. So all of those things that we do in our SOC offering are really intended to be the final line of defense that if you get past your controls, then the first two of the trifecta, then we're there to stop it. Um, the fourth item in the fourfecta, is uh, it's going to stick. You watch. <laughs> the fourth item in the fourfecta is at the front, which is uh, we've added a advanced email phishing and email security 
defense platform, which is uh, stopping phishing attempts and uh, spear phishing attempts at the gate in, in the email platform before it ever gets to the end user. Today, we only support Office 365. So for those of you that aren't there yet, please get there quickly. We can help with that. Um, the uh, But the, the advanced phishing protection is really intended that let's not even let the give these phishing attempts, these, these people who are taking advantage of this terrible situation that we're all in and trying to get into your network to get IP, to get um, uh, credit card numbers, whatever it is, let's stop them at the gate. And if we, actually it's not even at the gate, it's on the other side of the moat, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then then the other three come into play. If, if it happens to get past that, let's let DNS security stop it. If they happen to get past that, let's let endpoint protection stop it. And then finally, we're there for you to put time back on your side in our SOC offering. So if not us, make sure you have a SOC offering, make sure you have that final line of defense. And, uh, and that is the way in today's world um, we stay cyber resilient, um, not fully digitally resilient, because then we start talking about backups and, and disaster recovery and all that. But cyber resilience is really requiring what I just described as the four effecta on top of what we traditionally used to do to protect the castle. Well, and it seems like with so, uh, so much rapid movement, um, you know, I just use California as an example, you know, Monday morning, we all go to work and, you know, we, we find out at one o'clock that there's a shelter in place order and mm -hmm. boom, that changes everything. And so with organizations needing to move so fast, um, having those layers is important, but then also having that catch all, as you described it, um, because we've moved so fast, we may not be aware of any um, gaps we've opened or anything that's going on, uh, not by any fault of our own, but because you know we're caring about making sure our employees are safe. We're caring about making sure they can access what they need, and um, you know just as a way to kind of double check and and assess that what we think everything's doing is actually doing its job. I did a shameless plug on our sock earlier, saying that we're different than others, and um, I'm going to share an anecdote. Um, uh, it was it was partially in jest, partially not. The anecdote is that I was on a conversation with a prospect talking about our SOC service, and um, the prospect had looked at six different SOC services, and he said, you all look the same. Uh, as a matter of fact, three of you use the same SIM. And I said, do they use anything besides the SIM? And he said, well, I didn't ask. I said, that's important. And he said, why? I said, well, one of the things we do is the security controls validation. And he said, why is that important? And I said, you've implemented firewalls, antivirus. Um, you've implemented protections across your network to IDS, host-based firewalls, all these things. And when you implemented it, you may have implemented it to the specifications of the manufacturer. And it probably worked the way you expected it to. But over the years, your team has turn this dial to allow this application to work, turn this other dial the other way to let application B work, open up a port in the firewall to let a third-party vendor come in. And this configuration drift has made your security controls fallible. And you don't know that they're fallible because you're not testing them regularly. In, in our SOC offering, we do a security controls validation, which is a Com a combination of about 50 different tactics, techniques, and procedures that hackers use to test your security controls to make sure 
they're doing what you expect them to do. And that configuration drift is what everybody um, uh, forgets because we get comfortable and rest on our laurels that the tools we put in place are doing what they're supposed to do. And um, I always say not all socks are created equal. And that is one of the biggest factors for that. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Um, well, I think this is this is all great information, and I'll I'll share something as well. Um, we had a client reach out to us. Uh, you know, we're obviously checking in with everyone that we work with and make sure making sure they're okay. And uh, again, uh, somewhat joking, uh, one of our clients said, "Well, you know, you guys, you guys." eliminate viruses don't you isn't that your business you know what, what can you do about this um and and uh, meaning COVID-19 obviously and um you know our mission and and we always have been all about people um whether it be our employees or our partners or our customers and so making sure that we protect them from the virus that we can meaning you know standing up these tools these services and things to make sure that their business can continue to operate not only to help that community that buys but the community that works for that organization and their families um you know being able to not eradicate a virus or the bad guys that are that are putting them out there but that we can help build those layered defenses to help stop it you know that that's what we're all about hallelujah hallelujah so any any parting thoughts uh obviously our first and foremost um desire is that all of our viewers are out there are healthy and safe uh you know on a very secondary note that um your businesses are able to operate as best as possible and certainly if there's anything we can do to help uh, please reach out to us um, anything else to hear from your end? No, I echo everything you just said. We're, we're here if you need us and stay healthy and safe. All right. Thank you all. And we'll